We're going from A to Wyoming, talking about the homies making stuff in the USA. We're shooting the shit together, too legit forever. This is the stars of the states. That airplane's like looking for you or some shit. <laughs> I mean, like in Goodfellas or something when he thinks the helicopter's watching him. Did it leave now? No, I can I can still hear it. I can hear it a little, and I keep thinking it's your, it's feedback, but it's <laughs> this okay. airplane got business in your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, though it's not fading away yet. All right, I hear it less. I think it's gone. All right, I hear I don't hear it either. All right, hey guys, welcome to Stars in the States. <laughs> We got airplanes. We got new speakers. We got cups of tea. Ooh, apple cider, baby. Happy Ooh. September, everybody. You know, I got jokes about apple cider. Oh, do it. Some uh, bits there about fall. Oh, yeah, I love it. I don't know why you got all these pumpkin spice girls out here. It uh, makes you constipated. I'm an apple cider bitch. I'm a basic bisque. It's me. Basic oh bisque. Girl, 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 girl. It's autumn. Oh man, I'm so excited to be here with you. I I have my setup back and I'm just, I've been looking forward to this all day. So Yay. I'm really excited. I got a brand new computer, updated all my, uh, my softwares and my hardwares. Your average wares, <laughs> liquid wares, solid wares, mm. medium. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm really happy for you. Good. Good. Feel I'm, normal, right? I, yeah, I think um, you know, I was freaked out about the computer thing and then now all of a sudden I have four computers. I had zero last week, but one of them is my work my other work computer that I gotta give back. My my cool. new job provided me with a brand new MacBook Pro. Pretty lit. Thanks, work. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have to give it back if anything happens, but it's still technically mine. It's pretty lit. Right. I got this big book. Oh, you have a, the... a notebook pro. <laughs> yes, I do. A pro notebook. Kiva Centers, Massachusetts Certified Peer Specialist. Wow, you got that spiral bound technology. Yeah, it's, I, I, I put the tabs in. It's got tabs. It's organized. You did those tabs? Damn, I'm impressed. I put them on myself. Holy yes. shit. They, I believe, had, they already had segments and modules on culture, but within the last year, and then became one of the first groups to have their segments on privilege, getting further, diving further deep into what privilege is and how, in a way, everybody has it. Mm-hmm. We don't have to feel guilty. It, it, it talked about the taboo and stuff like, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's all about what you're looking at and and to the extent, though, of like uh, why people get so mad about it and what what you mean by privilege or other people. And and it talked about impact and intent. Yes, intent. I live by yeah. this shit. I live right. by it. There's a difference between impact and intent. Yes. Hell yeah. Yep. Your intent when you say I don't see color is that you don't see differences in people and you try to treat everyone the same. Mm-hmm. But the impact you have may not be positive. Because somebody may not feel seen for who they are. Yeah. And for their struggles based on shit that they can't control. It's like, you're basically saying, oh, I don't see the fact that your life quality is different from mine because of outward appearance. Right. There's so much shit we can't, we can't see what we can't see. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I may not be, I may not have walked in your shoes, but I've been in the shoe store. Hey. The new one I heard. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, you no, like I, that? I hate a good shoe store. I can't. <laughs> My Give mom, me anxiety. my mom used to torture us by just bringing us to Payless, and and just and my job was, hey, watch the kids while I shoe shop for four hours. It was like, God damn it, woman, pick a pair. We gotta go. I can't imagine. Yeah, Maria well, has to yeah, pay again. Especially, especially those years if uh, it's back to school, yeah. and then you all would need something like, because I think of those specific X amount of years where we're all really growing. And yeah. then some kids are growing through two shoe sizes a year. And then if Sabrina doesn't fit into your shoes yet, or you've, you know, worn yours out via like softball oh, yeah. and whatever. That, Sab doesn't do hand-me-downs. So yeah. Yeah. Sabrina literally doesn't do hand-me-downs. It's still true to this day. If someone tries to offer her something that's like even lightly used, she's like, mm-hmm. why would I give that to my child? I could buy it for her new. Like, I don't know what it <laughs> is, but she will not accept anything even lightly used. My no. mom was like, I got a car seat I found on the side of the road. Sabrina's like, you're not putting my daughter in that. It's like, <laughs> I kind of get it, but. Yeah, I love a good hand-me-down, though, too. Hell yeah. Like, Danny's best friend, Gina, all those years growing up, Gina had cool clothes. So there was a few years that we overlapped in, like, sizes. She was always in really good shape, and then I always felt like I was, we just, just wore different sizes, really is all it is. But sometimes things would fit, and then she'd, like, Especially post college or whatever. Yeah. Some of my first best sundresses, like Gina clothes. I'm like, oh, is this Hollister? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I paid fifty dollars for this. No, the fuck, I didn't. Right. Right. Gina did. Free swag. Gina, the only child. Yeah, she got hooked up, and then I got hooked up. Gina, the only child. <laughs> yeah. Perks. How's your uh, How's your life? Oh, what's up, <laughs> Dad? We got some background dads. What's up, background dad? Hi, Uncle Dennis. Hi, Good to see you. Hi, honey. How you doing? How are you? I'm chilling. We're I'm hanging out. Good. Having a good time. Yeah. Drinking my no, apple cider. Are, he says we're all all right. And yeah, we good. are. All things right. are good. Um, it was his birthday a few days ago. So oh, happy belated. What's up? Yeah. Matt got him a funny card and he loves Swedish fish. And then I made surf and turf. I made just steak and shrimp, but that's a, that's an old favorite of ours, you know? Yeah. yeah. Surf and turf is big ball and status. It's what right. ballers eat. Yeah, especially if like you're going if you were going out to eat, if you're on vacation, that's you know the kind of thing you do. So I did that for him. Um, because he doesn't need he's one of those dads too, not easiest to shop for because he's not picky or never feels like he needs anything and then just lives a, a simple, modest day to day. So yeah. even with like clothes for Father's Day, I bought him a pairs of sweat shorts. So you know, like he's got yeah. stuff. I'm like, I know. Uh, here's food. Yeah, so that's Surf it. And turf. Like, that's that's yeah. it. Yeah, and it's hard because you can't. Drink. Oh, he doesn't drink, and he doesn't no. golf, and what other no. dad things? I don't think he does woodwork. Not really. No, <laughs> this is the like, other go-to <laughs> dad thing. I don't know. <laughs> no, he likes to go to the beach. You know, when we get to vacation and stuff. But he's uh, an essential worker nice. at a grocery store. So. Yeah, plus there's no there's no excursions right now. There's no you can't go somewhere and make us have it. Well, actually, I'm bringing out Alex's birthday's tomorrow. Happy yeah. 9/11 in advance everyone. Um Ooh. I don't know if happy's the right. Um let's say happy. I'm bringing her to the the orchard, the Mike's Maze orchard and you pre-buy your tickets and then it's like really limited like it's going to be very socially distant and I feel really confident we're going to be safe. 
I appreciate businesses going out of their way right now to make sure people can feel safe and actually go to their things. Cause like, I want to go to the things, but I can't. Yeah. A place like that, that's set up in a way that you can already be distant. They've got a great opportunity. Yeah. And can just expand on it. I mean, we've done some miniature golfing as far as social or public activities, Matt and I've been outside a couple of times. Like if we meet at a restaurant, it's been two or three times, mostly on vacation outside. And then the only other thing we've done, we did mini golf once because it's not hard to, yeah, you're only touching your own club. You're only going as far. And then you're, you're with your own little party. Why didn't I even think of that? Like, that's such a good idea. You go, yeah, that's all right. Sometimes they can be crowded, like not germ wise, but if you have to wait and that can be tedious. Sometimes you want to go right before, right after dinner, you know, you could go when it gets dark. Some places obviously have lights and stuff, but I don't know about bugs. Yeah, well, it's it's fall, so, like, the bugs are dying yeah. off finally. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, I'm not a big fan of fall like everyone else in my life, but that's only because it's too short. And, like, I don't like that. Yeah. It's just, it's three weeks and then it's freaking winter again. <laughs> that's one of my top three issues with the facade of fall. <laughs> the facade of fall. <laughs> I do not appreciate every other stupid person. I was going to, I don't even know. In the Not even the end of July being like, oh my God, I can't wait for cozy sweaters, coffee, and my, me, 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 me. Okay, stop underestimating August. It's not a swamp fest like July is. Yeah. Um, August has, it's, it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's, there's still, there's plenty to it. There's um, camp. I think New Spirit would be in August. So I always like that. Yeah. And you can still go on vacation. Like you can still do the things. And like people just sleep on August because they're acting all extra for September. But sometimes October gets cold. Yeah. And it can be cold from October to April. So stop exactly. shitting on like six weeks like, of summer. Yeah. Because sometimes the majority of a year <laughs> is cold. Fucking Fuck. A. I know. Massachusetts, stop playing me. Yeah. Stop. Sleeping on summer. And that's what I've been... Okay, so I had this whole argument with Alex because I'm like, when I lived in Nashville, I understood liking fall because their summers are really long and their falls are beautiful for a really long period of time. Like, But it, they start later. So like, it's still pretty hot until like mid-September. And then it's gorgeous. And even in November, you can still pretty much wear a light jacket. You might be cold, but like... You're not like freezing your everything off, you know? So it's like, I understand liking fall in in the South or even most of the middle of the country because it's like not that cold. In New England, bro, it's beautiful for three weeks. Like, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) That's it. If you don't drive towards Vermont, if you're not going to like see your friends in Northampton or something and you don't end up on that side of the highway or in Vermont, like you may not even see the leaves or like... Yeah, and they just everybody over uh, exaggerates. It's it's overrated. I'm not against yeah. like when it can be nice. The start of football season. Oh, it's a night, baby. In the fall, yeah, baking apple bread, like going for walks, like it not being too hot. But yeah, everybody yeah. acts like everyone's idea of fall is that three week period you're talking about that. Nobody ever like does to the fullest. Going to a brewery is not living fall to the fullest. The fuck yeah. out of here. Right. Get out of my face. Get I, out of my ears. Last year was my first fall sober in a really long time, and we did it Ooh. right. Like, but yes. this is how this is what we did. 
every weekend in September and October, pre-plan something like Mike's Maze, apple picking. We did some haunted stuff, but like every, we only picked one day of the weekend and we went and did something. It was like, yeah. that was perfect. And then by, I the, right, by the end of October, it was like, we're, we were tired. We didn't want to do anything. Halloween's a super big trigger for people that don't drink because it's like an amazing holiday to just dress up like something and get shit wrecked. So it was perfect because we, we, we like basically stayed inside for Halloween. We had already done all the fall things, so we were good, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing the pictures you did stuff with Emmy. Um, oh yeah, we did. We brought Emmy on a hayride. It was so cute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I did. I saw when you were telling me about the maze. I sent the info to Matt, and him and I talked about it last year. I remember. So that's on our radar. Dude, yeah, I recommend it. it. It's super fun. Like it's yeah, it's more it's, fun than you think. It's it's gonna be nice. Well, you're yeah. not. It's not a treacherous hike. It's not just a simple walk in your neighborhood, even though that's always nice. But you're like you're out and you're doing something. I think it's the smell too. The smell yeah. of the open field. I'll give you that. Yeah. All of that. (laughs) Like when specific things do more to your senses, I think that's a part of the nostalgia with the big E for me, Mm. because there's, you know, not that all the smells with the big E are good ones, but they (laughs) still, I associate them. Yeah. And then the smells of food, you can practically taste the fried dough and the noises are people and the rattling of amusement park rides. Yeah. All those things. And that's another, that's a good fall thing. Definitely. You know, I didn't do a lot of the big, uh, the big E when I was drinking. So I got kind of lucky because I wasn't really here. Like once I turned 21, I wasn't, I was never um, in mass yeah. in the fall. And then when I went last year and like, obviously I wasn't drinking. I was just like, this is so mediocre. Like I see all these people around at beer tents. It just looks like they're shedding dollars just to get drunk. <laughs> like you can go do that anywhere. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I loved it. It's always, I love nostalgic things. We know that. Yeah. Um, so that was a big part of it. And every year I would try to make it so memorable or whatever, but I couldn't always find people to go with. So I remember not 2018, because that's the time period I quit drinking. The year before I had gotten a car and it was the, that was my last really messy year before getting in trouble again or something. So the last couple drunk Ziggy adventures were rough, oh, shit. even though I didn't want them to be. Um, but they were, but when they're not, so like last year I had, I want to say I went with a, a girlfriend one afternoon and then Matt and I went once or twice. So it's not hard with somebody sober yeah. to go. And that's if like you, you have the luxury of things like an appetite or the ability to like eat any of that food. Yep. If you don't have fears of roller coasters, cause I don't, that's the thing too. I yeah. like the rides. I, I'll go stare at the art and all the shops like that aspect of the crowds I'm pretty used to and compartmentalize my anxiety to be like we like the biggie right yeah (laughs) compartment I love that yeah (laughs) Yeah, you just convince yourself like yeah it's not for everybody no we we did like a budget it was like we're gonna spend 40 bucks and like I don't know, it was like 20 on food and 20 on tickets and you know everyone in the group it was like me Alex and her friend who was visiting from from Amsterdam and so she'd obviously never gone. And we went on the Ferris wheel. And Alex said, I go, I go on the Ferris wheel every time. And I was like, That's, I don't want to sit. And that I went, I was like, it's beautiful and perfect. Like, this is the best, yeah. like, the best thing. Like, you just sit there and look at stuff. I'm like, wow, I'm old, but that's fine. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. If you, it's the daytime, you, feel, you can see so far. You feel like you can see to such an extent. 
if the sun is setting at any aspect of the sunset, it's probably gorgeous. Yeah. And then at night, it's just so lit up. Yeah. Even though part of you is like, God, light pollution, we're all going <laughs> to die. Another part of you is like, look at this it's sparkly so sky. Yeah. And look at the, you know. Yeah. It is, it is beautiful. Oh, got to love a good biggie. Well, not this year, guys. So make your not own biggie. Yeah. R.I.P. Or what's something? We've never had that. It's always R.I.P. Because things are dead and gone. But with stuff this year, it's just like pause. Or, mm. We'll be back. Like BRB. I guess so. Right. Yeah, not R.I.P. It's BRB. But it won't, it won't even be right back. It's like be back eventually. So like BBE. Yeah, the biggies on a BBE. BBE. <laughs> Biggie on a baby. Um, follow-ups from last week's check-in. Lit. Let's do it. I text you about this, and I, I wanted to clarify for our listeners. So I asked you last week, I was like, have you heard of that song? Whatever. And I was singing it. Oh, the halibut. Yeah. <laughs> two different songs. So oh, first shit. of all, <laughs> I was mixing together two songs. Oh my god! As one, and one of them is um, "How Fu" P O W F U, and the song's called "Deathbed," and that one's um, uh, "Make a cup of coffee for your head." Da 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 da. da. Don't stay away for too long. It's very like light and silly, and it's in a Dunkin' commercial. That one's fun, and the other one that we could parody with "Halibut" is J.P. Sachs' "If the World Was Ending." That's featuring Julia Mike. Oh, uh, okay. But if the world was ending, you'd come over, right? And you'd hold me tight. For yeah. the halibut. Yeah, and yeah. eat this halibut. E, e. Surf and turf and shit like that and halibut. I got some shrimp in me and some steak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, egg, egg, white. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, honestly, you could have fooled me. Like, chances are those songs are in the same key or, like, use a similar chord progression or something. So it's need to mix stuff up. Plus, like, commercial music to me all sounds the same. Like, it all sounds like a Julia Michaels song plus a piano. Yeah, and I think of um, Juliana Huff or somebody else when they say Julia Michaels. So I'm not even, like, I'm so irrelevant. Like No, I think Julia Michaels is the one that sings, like, that one. Yeah, and Juliana Huff's been around for a while and has done other things. She's also pretty and blonde. Oh. And I just, like, mix people together, you know? I, I don't. Hey, I, I think know. we'd all be better if we could just mix with someone else. Like, it was like, like, create your ultimate. It's like a fantasy football self. Create your <laughs> ultimate person. Just like, all right, I'll take the legs of this one, the head of this one. Somebody shared a meme. Who are you? The, comb- the combination of two celebrities. So you look up celebrities who have your birthday. Okay. And of all of them, like, who are you a combination of? Nice. And I can't, I couldn't think of more... I'm sure there's a bunch of celebrities with the birthday April 29th, but off the rip, which was kind of funny to me, Willie Nelson and Jerry Seinfeld. Yo. Then so, a comedian and a singer-songwriter. Like, That's perfect. So. Wait, I know one of mine is Will Smith, which I already love, but now I have to look up who the other one Definitely do it. And I didn't have anything else jotted down. Oh, I got Emerson a collar while you looked that up. I bought... Emerson a new collar because he needed one and he got out of it twice, but it's been on for the last couple hours now and it's got a bell. He doesn't like it. Aw, cutie little pie with little bell. Right. All right, so it's Scott. The first three are Scotty Pippen, Will Smith, and Donald Glover, and that's all you really need to know about me. That's it. <laughs> like, what? That's, that's me. It's me in a nutshell. Like, 
athletic, hilarious, talented, charismatic. Yeah. Like they're all like they're all like triple threats. Except I can't dance for shit, but like I think they all do comedy and music. Well, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen just dyes his hair and looks cool, but like he's also good. Right. He's an he's international diplomat. Yeah, I was gonna say I know who that is. So that means he's a famous basketball player because yeah. I don't know, you know, his heyday was like the nineties, right? Yeah, he's the one that would like dye his hair all this crazy colors and besides Dennis Rodman. Oh wait, maybe I'm thinking of Dennis Rod No. Scotty wait a minute. Is Scotty Pippen the same thing as Dennis Rodman? Uh uh-uh. uh. How come? <laughs> Nope. What is the chance? Um. Yeah. What else is uh? What do we got on our? Yeah. I definitely mixed up Scottie Pippen and Dennis Whoops. Rodman. All right. Well, listen. I think that's racist. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but like, I think that might be racist. I mean, you could say that in a sense, but I feel like you were just. It happened. I mean, it happens in every like. I I was doing it. Julia Michaels and Juliana Huff are very different women. They're different people. But I was like. They're both blonde and pretty, and they can sing, so I don't care. Yeah, like, also, yeah I guess it's excusable because they were on the same exact basketball team in the 90s. So. Yeah, you didn't mean, I don't know, and you didn't mean to. So I, I know one of them has cool hair. Tough, so, yeah. Um, we can like somewhat segue into Illinois because I have, I found a website with some up-and-coming rock bands. Let's do it. I, I spent, Yeah, I found that genre. And then I wrote a few Follow Boy. I figured we'd talk a little bit about Follow Boy. Yes, because I didn't let's do them. it. Yeah. yeah. So this week's Illinois, like Chicago. Hey. If uh, our older crowd is familiar, what was it? my brother was asking me, he's like, oh, Chicago's in Illinois. And he was like, isn't that that SNL skit? He goes, oh, that's something else. I go, nope, that's Chicago. In the <laughs> 90s, the two old guys had that skit there about the Bulls and the Bears. And they always did it. And they acted like they were in a bar watching the game. And this is how they talk. I've heard it for years. That's why I'm pretty good. And one of the guys always pretended like he was going to have a heart attack. And he starts banging his chest. Oh, my God. And then fall over. And they go, duh, both up, both up, both up, Thank you very much. Wow. I oh, wish God. I had a little button I could hit for like crowd sounds. That's my Chicago accent. So that's for like everyone who knows that reference and is going to appreciate that, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, we don't have a lot of regular old Illinois facts, but it was Northeastern Illinois University's independent website or like the website or their label, the magazine's called Independent but it was through Northeastern Illinois University from October of 2019. They listed a few rock bands. Um, Bad Wolves, you could compare them to like a five-finger death punch. Nice. Yeah. Um, Bad Flower, they opened for Shine Down. They have a My Chemical Romance kind of feel. So, oh, okay. Uh, Bad Wolves was two words, and the second band was Bad Flower, and that's one word So when you go to look them up. Um, another band was Dirty Honey, and they are like, I don't know what that note says. It's well. Hmm. I don't know what that says. G12, oh, well. baby. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't, um, oh, well, sorry. I don't know. Um, another band's Like Machines. They used to be called The Stir. Compared them to Black Sabbath. Joyous Wolf. They're like Deep Purple. And the last band was Fever 3. And you compare them, they're like a Rage Against the Machine. Cool. So, These chicks don't even know the name of my band. I guess so. Dirty Honey. Oh, well. 
But yeah, those are just some up and coming rock bands cool, that cool, cool. they're digging over there. Yeah. Yeah. Fall Out Boy. I didn't write down where they were from specifically. Darn it. But they're from Illinois, not Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Uh, we know we got um, Lollapalooza. We got the Chicago House Music Festival and House of Blues. That's where um, uh, Miles Davis is from. I didn't know that. Since, oh, yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, Chance the Rapper for me is like the first thought. That's because like he's very like born from Kanye and we know Kanye yeah. is very Chicago. So Chance came up listening to Kanye, dropped Acid Rap on SoundCloud. So I downloaded it. The whole thing was free. It's like by far his best album. And I, now he's like super close friends with Kanye. But I remember on Twitter, before Bonnaroo in 2014, he had this whole thing that he got trending, which was like, hashtag pray that chance meets Kanye. And not only did he meet Kanye, but now they're like truly bros, like six years later. So it's just cool how that happens. And he was just like a little SoundCloud rapper that blew up. Yeah, that's really good. I hope um, if Kanye's open to it and if he needs help, whatever he's got going on, that he's open to positive, supportive people like Chance yeah. trying to help. Not that I really have any idea. Well, but. Chance, like, did some dumb things where he, like, came out in support of Kanye's presidency, and then, like, Black Twitter, like, blew up at him and was like, you cannot endorse this dude. Right. Like, and then yeah. Chance Chance was, like, genuinely responding, like, why not? I don't see what the problem is. If Trump can do it, kind of, and it's like, dude, are you serious? Like, are you that out of touch with reality that you don't realize how toxic it is to throw your weight behind this dude right now? Come on, dude. And then he right. pulled it back and, see, yeah. Yeah, because you got to see this through and figure out what we're talking about here and what, what's going on. And that's not, yeah. Like, I'm looking at the that's comments good. and I'm like, thank God people are saying it. But, like, it was instantly, I was, like, watching it in real time. And it was just, like, just comment after comment of, like, please stop saying this. Like, please, yeah. you are, this is not what we need right now. People are, people listen to you. People are going to take you seriously. Please stop saying this. Common is another rapper. Oh, uh, yes. Yep. Yeah, I love Common. All of his work. He's yeah, somebody yeah. I want to sit in the back of a hookah club with <laughs> and like talk yeah. about the great works of somebody, but then also like ask him, you know, his favorite way to season something simple, like ask him how to turn a basic recipe. And I just feel like, I don't know, you know, in a sitcom, there's some running gag and someone wants to know something simple, like which way you're really supposed to put the toilet paper on, yeah. the, on the rack. And then like, hey, Common, can you answer this for us? And I feel like he's so like a cameo, he's so poetic and profound, but yeah. also like he would ride the subway mm-hmm. and then sit with you and, and be like, oh, I've read that book and then talk to you about it. Great. Truly personable. To me, I agree. I he's also I find him very handsome. Yes. He's also a tall drink of water. Yes. That sweet bald man. <laughs> very, very handsome. Could, yeah. <laughs> ooh, he could read the phone book. And I would just... The other one, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan, or Illinois, Cheap Trick, um, obviously the band Chicago, which like... <laughs> no, are they from Denver? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn it, John Chicago. Dead. Fuck you, John Chicago. John uh, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ario Speedwagon. Gotta love them. I finally threw away the Ario Speedwagon shirt my mom got me from their concert, which I wore nonstop. It was like my constant pajama shirt and i had paint on it for the past four years i was finally like all right all right yeah, speedwagon. yeah rip so- more like r.i.p speedwagon <laughs> <sighs> you got him God damn it. Um, <laughs> also sam cook who did he did the change is gonna come i uh, think sam and dave i thought so he the real he they call him the king of soul 
Yeah. I'm changing gonna come. Something. I can actually try to sing it and like be, you know, but um Nat King Cole, Quincy Jones, so Buddy man. Guy, Eddie Vedder. Wow. Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Also Lupe Fiasco. Yes. Right? Yes. And Earth, Wind, and Fire. Do you remember? <laughs> the 10th day of September. Your birthday is in September. Yeah. We're gonna Right? Isn't that? Yes. Is Earth, Wind, yeah. yeah. Okay. That I'm is like sure a, a classic. Gotta play that if you're DJing. Literally any event. Make everyone happy. It's like, hey, it's uh, September, Poison by Belle right. Belle DeVoe. See, yeah, if the party started around four, everybody's eating around five, right? And then it's six o'clock and you got to catch all the, you've got a decent number of older people and you know, they're leaving between eight and nine. Then yeah, you got to do September September. and you know, uh, all the shake, rattle and roll or any other classics like the seventies, PGs, Donna Summer. Anything you could kind of move your hips to, but it looks like you're on when you're really not. Like, right, anything that's also a two step, step, yeah. step, step. Man, if you guys could see how good we are dancing to this invisible music, you would get, you would just get it. If you know, you know. Just, right. So right now, as you're listening, just do a little move. Uh, just do a little hip yeah. flap. Ooh, hit him with the elbows. Five step. Do yeah. a little twirl, especially like if if people are around, just like sneaky, sneaky. Twirl your fingers. Do a little. All right. We all just had a little dance party. Good job, cool. everyone. I great, I saw great. you. You did great. Now, swoosh your hair, yeah. turn your mood apathetic, and put your favorite My Chemical Romance shirt on. It's time for the very dramatic segment, Follow Boy Lyric, Ode to Illinois. Let's go. This is a segment called The, the Apathetic Swishy Hair, Follow Boy Lyric. I'm an emo kid. Not Oh uh, yeah, we I did want to highlight some Fall Out Boy lyrics because they do they have so many good one-liners and we kind of touched on this by accident one week so I think this is the perfect cuz we are in their state to hit them with. Yes. And it's easy for me to find the status. So next or another time I I made the status once. What's your favorite emo lyric line? And if I just kind of search that in my own little taskbar like it comes right up. So I'll read some of them another time. Um because they, yeah, Fall Out Boy's up there because they're one of the originals as far as classic emo lines along with My Chemical Romance, Sting Back Sunday, and a bunch of other ones. Um, but quite infamous from the song, Tell That Mick, He Just Made My List of Things to Do Today. <laughs> <clears throat> Breaking Hearts has never looked so cool as when you wrapped your car around a tree. Your makeup looks so great next to his teeth. Guys. Yeah. Did you hear that one? Let's play this game called When You Catch Fire. I wouldn't piss to put you out. I wouldn't piss to put you out. Patrick Stump sings so well on every album, and then live he sings like complete ass. It's like I don't understand why he's so why the song sounds so good, and then you see them live, and you're how did you guys make him sound that good on the recording? (laughs) Like, yeah. Well, what happened? What trick? And then what are you doing that, like, I don't know, I'd always be so fearful. If, like, there's things you're doing in studio, but you can't always reproduce, then then don't go on tour. Yeah, something. I don't know. Yeah. Or, you know, like, yeah. Um, in the song, Pros and Cons of Breathing, um, I want to hate you half as much as I hate myself. Just a good, mm. 
you know. Um, oh, and then on those are both from their one of their first albums, "Take This to Your Grave," which people really know um, from underneath the cork tree, under a cork tree, because everyone knows "Sugar We're Going Down." But before that was "Take This to Your Grave." You should definitely check that out if you haven't. Yes. And then on that album, the song, um, what's it's called? Our lawyer made us change this title. Yeah, our, our, our lawyer made our oh my god, our lawyer made us change the name of this song so he wouldn't get sued. <laughs> right. Yeah. They literally say the ribbon on my wrist says do not open before Christmas. Yikes. Yeah. The only <laughs> lyric more emo than that is Hawthorne Heights. So cut my wrist in black Maya. So I can fall asleep tonight. Because you can't Yes. It's the lyrics before and following that that make it so uh emo. And the only one close to that one is Hollywood Undead's Black Dahlia. Do it. I don't know it. Oh, can't think of it. I, well, <laughs> and I just start screaming. The, the only lyric quote close is. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved you. You hate me, gave me, and these tears are deadly. You feel bad. Uh, so and rah, rah. <laughs> I got it. It's coming. Oh, how could you do this to me? Look at what I made for you. It never was enough. And the world is what I gave you. I used to be love struck. Now I'm just fucked up. Mm. Pull up my sleeve and see the pattern of my cut. Yo. Yeah. No one should have let us listen to this fucking like <laughs> that. That that was like classic AIM profile shit of like I used to be love struck. Now I'm just fucked up. Everybody had that somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Some form or another. In the, in the time where it was all still new enough and we had this window of our parents and certain people not really understanding it. And so by the time some of our parents were getting screen names, we were onto MySpace and then everybody got Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so true. Because I, yeah, because as soon as the parents get it, the kids move on. I mean, it's going to happen with Instagram now. It's only a matter of time before kids just don't, have Instagram because there's too many old people on it. You know, that's what happened with Facebook. Yeah. yeah. You want, right. You want it to be public so that it's easy to get plenty of follows pending on your content to reach people. And then with that though, you get this vulnerability of you don't know who sees your photos and what they're going to do with that information or that photo itself. Yeah. And it's this double-edged sword. Like if it's all private, that's good. But I wonder what's next. And then I wonder how long I'm going to try to stay afloat. Just in general or? with Right. In life, (laughs) I don't know how much longer (laughs) I plan on sticking it out, kid. Uh, Well, even if like, I mean, if there's still platforms for podcasts, then there's that. Mm -hmm. And then if there are still venues, there will still be comedy. Yes. So, and I have no control over any of that. Oh my God, dude. I got to tell you, there's an open mic, an outdoor open mic. On Thursdays, it's not gonna happen tonight because it's pouring. Um, but next time, uh, next Thursday, if you want to come, you should. It's okay. in Northampton, but it's right off the highway. It's literally in an open field, and okay. the host is the very funny Matt Woodland. Oh my god! Yes. What? What's He's Matt back. Woodland doing? He's what? back. He was in New York. He did the thing, and then everything closed down. He's like, "Why am I paying the amount I'm paying?" Because and he also told me, like, it's honestly not worth it. There's another dude there that just, I can't remember his name now, but 
he made it semi big in New York and was doing fine, but he said like, it's truly not worth it. Like you go expecting all these new opportunities and you're just like hustling and grinding and just not, you're not getting the same audience you would if you just stayed in the Valley. The comedy scene here, there's good shows, you know people, you go to New York, you're paying an exorbitant amount to live there and then you're just one of a million and no one gives a shit. So I don't know. I'm happy here. I'm not going to go to New York, but. Any of the people who started between at least 2010 and 2015 that then have stuck it out, and now you've got the combination of multiple places hosting and a decent positive scene. Yeah. Like, and then the facet, of course, the big part that people are coming out. Like, mm. people are, are coming to comedy shows. You're incorporating them in certain bars and places that people are going to anyways. There's something to be said. There's a, there's a few sober comics and sober people like comedy shows too. Yep. And they're coming. Like the one of the nights in Greenfield, I brought four sober friends and I got tipped that night. Like we all got them. I got a little bit and I was the opener. So I'm like, oh, I know my people. <laughs> yes. So when you're not buying drinks, you got money. And like, it's just, but I've only been around for almost not even two years. And like, I feel I've seen some of, a, some of the progression, which meant that it's been happening for a while now mm-hmm. to get here and this is still only you know it's just a setback but if we have the same places if not more and you've got social media like you can reach people you and your content and whatever you're doing can reach people to keep at it yeah. and i adore matt woodland so i'm glad he's back yes me too and um yeah i mean comedy to me it was it, it'll never be over but it was kind of fun to put it in a box and then revisit it and like i went last thursday kind of on a whim just to see what it was like. And I like, before I went, was able to just kind of cram a, a whole brand new list of concepts into my head. And I pulled it off. It was like, there was no time limit. I just went up and there wasn't even a mic because the, the amp died. So everyone was holding the stick, which was like, everyone was like, pick your own stick. And, and it was like, everyone in lawn chairs, six feet apart. It was such good. It's just, and then you to pee, you have to like go into a cornfield. <laughs> it's like the best, creepiest, coolest. They're like, yeah, we're not supposed to be here. So if the cops come, it's like, yeah, if the cops come, we're in an AA meeting and that's the end. Of, and what are they going to do? You know, fuck it. Right. Nothing. We're that's either it. in an AA meeting or we, we are a religion and Matt is our cult leader and we have the right to assemble. So that's right. Yeah. And plus, not, <laughs> I mean, there was some weed being smoked, but it was there, you know, no one's drinking or that I could tell. I don't know. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. I do want to say okay. one thing about Fall Out Boy. If you only know Fall Out Boy from the past, even 10 years, you I'm sorry. Like, you don't know the good fall. <laughs> like, you have to go listen to Take This to Your Grave. <laughs> you have to go listen yes. to From Under the Cork Tree. Because these are albums that, like, you will hear and you will go, like, oh, my God. They're, like, the kings of one-liners. They're the kings of making pop-punk songs that you want to sing along to. Forget Lakes for the Memories is too far. You got to go back further than that. Right. So good. So worth it. You have to. Very easy to access. And if you still have a CD player, it's probably 10 bucks somewhere. Yeah. You should go to FYE. Oh, wait. <laughs> go, go to Strawberries. Okay. Go to Radio Shack. Wait. <laughs> rent it from Black. Go- <laughs> I don't know if that's a bit, but I love it. It is now. Oh, yep. shit. Go to Strawberries. I haven't heard of that shit in forever. Holy shit. I don't even know if Turn It Up is still open. I hope so. Yeah. That's the vinyl spot, so oh, yeah. probably. I do. I haven't taken any time and energy to stay with 
comedy throughout the quarantine and I could have I could have started doing some lives, but I have thought of some things and every time something's come to me, I've written it down. So Hell and I feel yes, like that counts. I'll be picking back up. Yeah. I feel like I'll be picking back up where I left off because I'm just so in advance. Like yeah. I've and I've taken it from a I respect and take comedy seriously, but I'm not overthinking or taking anything that I've done so far too seriously mm-hmm. because in the grand scheme, this is you literally have to be in this at least 10 years yeah. before anyone talks to you and takes you any form of seriously. Yeah. So for me to be like, I started about a year, then COVID. Then people will be like, okay, then don't like right. you have 30 years before you get a Netflix, you know, no it's sense. like how you stop maturing the age you start drinking. If you're an alcoholic, it's like you stop maturing as a comic whenever COVID started. So like, right. you technically right. only been doing comedy for like 13 months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. But at least I don't feel like I forgot anything or I've changed any interest. I'm yeah. just very passively, maybe it's the lazy in me too, that I've been like, oh, I can't do this. You know, oh. it was so fun because I, I was like, I have so much more confidence now because it turns out when you don't talk to anyone ever, you're kind of like, you're the best one around. <laughs> so like, and I get up there and I'm, and I'm like, yeah, I was just going to talk about how I have so much confidence now. And the second I got up here, it just, poof, just all goes to shit and just plummets <laughs> like. You get up in front of a group of people, and even if I knew all of them, I, I had no pressure on me whatsoever. And I just was like, my heart is racing. My stomach is flipping. I'm like, I fucking suck at this. Why am I here? And it was all right. I did okay. You know, <laughs> it was actually really great. Yeah, was, I did it. I was trying a new, I did a new bit. That I think went okay. It was about masks. And I was like, um, you know, masks are great. Masks are just another thing for women to accessorize. And for men to forget to wash. <laughs> and for non-binary folks to leave at home and then have to go back for. And what I'm saying is I don't need another excuse to be late to shit. Yeah, there we go. That was the new, the new one. No one steal it. But, you know, stuff like that when it, when it comes to you, right? And you're like, oh, man, like, this is a good concept. There's something here. Yeah, I got a lot of text to myself and then some notes here and there. So, and I know me, especially if at some point... I'm going to go, yeah, it's either an open mic or go sit on, on some outdoor event. Like even um, Tim and Boney have an event coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christine Blinn is on there. Out. What? Christine Blinn is on that show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah? Yep. Oh, well, then I'm definitely going to go. Oh, yeah. She's the homie. Out. Shout out to to our friend Tim Lovett and Boney Kim DeShields and also our friend Christine Blinn, who we are very proud of for multiple reasons, especially she got six spots with Chelsea Handler. <laughs> Open it up. Yeah. Christine is funny. Women are funny. And she's she's funny. She's beautiful. She she's an amazing teacher. I mean, having her as a coworker, I I no longer do, but I feel so blessed to know her at that level and just like Honestly, dude, she's so fucking cool. Like, she she's probably met you what twice, and she comments on all no. your shit. You know? Yeah, we're friends. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. guys are bros. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she was willing to be public about her serious body issues and just her own self love stuff, and then she let me share things with her, which I'm so grateful for. Because wow. I I remember realizing the the most important part of what of what I learned from it all. And what I wanted to share with other people and how there was this space when I, I stopped being mean and awful to myself verbally and emotionally 
and then I stopped hurting myself physically. There was this place where I wasn't nice to myself yet, and I wasn't like, I love you. Everything's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. self love. It was this like very gray, neutral zone. Um, but it's important because I was able to go, I am not better yet, but I don't hate you anymore. And I said things like that. This is going to get better. Right now, this is weird. Um, but I would say, I don't hate you. I was not saying, I love you. I'm okay. I feel better, you know, to myself. But like, I was also saying, it's not so bad. Um, mm-hmm. This won't suck so much soon. You got to kind of like get there. So I was yeah. able to just talk about what really helped me was seeing that place and how it may take a while, but that's progress too. Yeah. Then you're in an even better spot. And then you're like, man, you know, I'm okay. What's up? Yes, my dad's music in the background. Is it? I was like, what is it? Yeah. Well, I saw you pause. So you were like. I was like, oh, no. I thought there was an alien abduction occurring. Oh, gotta go. (laughs) You like like transcend into like body positivity so hard that you just float into a fucking UFO. (laughs) (laughs) You will love yourself forever now. You must love yourself and go into the ether. I'm beaming out, man. I just realized I have so many things I didn't even check in with you about that now our check-in is 45 minutes and I don't know if I should just wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, Like your job? Yeah, or just the job. I, I mentioned it. I, uh, Guys, I got the job. <laughs> yeah, and that's really exciting and I'm proud of you and happy for you. Thank you. Good. Peace Sorry, out. Angie's former job. <laughs> oh, I do have one funny story about it, though. I uh, put it, I send in my resignation. I'm, I do the whole, you know, it is with a heavy heart that I blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I said, you know, let me know what next steps I have to do to, like, ensure a smooth transition. You know, the whole bullshit, the works. And the response I get from Tokars, great, good luck. So I respond back and I'm like, so what do I have to do? Now? Like, well, you know, when am I, what's my last day? What's going, right. when do I have health? Now what? Whatever. He goes, oh, your resignation was effective as of yesterday. Thanks, buddy. Thanks a lot. Okay. Okay. I, like, literally, like, I shut my computer. Like, why the fuck have I been in Zoom meetings all day? Like, oh, man. That's the process, too? That's That's it? It It just, like, goes into an account, a file somewhere, and just, like, removed. And then literally two days later, I couldn't even log into my work computer anymore. It was, like, cool. Wow. Yeah, it was just like I no longer have I thought I was going to have time to like email teachers and get numbers and stuff. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. It's no. over. Oh, hi Bruin. Okay. All right. Just walking by. What's up, Bruin? You know, like I don't know if you want to hang on a second or Dad, your your phone is picking up on the podcast. We're almost done. We got we only have like 4 hours left. <laughs> yeah, it's only <laughs> only six hours. Only it. nineteen it's, more hours of this. We could pause and Ant could edit this, but we try not to have to edit too much. Okay, love you. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Yeah, we had two. We had two Uncle Dennis cameo. Yeah, this is like the best and day ever. <laughs> Illinois. There's places besides Chicago. All right, who you got? Oh yeah, I don't. Um, I did Allison Krauss. Okay. I think that sweet gem. Yeah, that yeah. lovely lady. What's up? Yeah, she's originally from Champaign, Illinois. She's now 49 years old. She was born July 23rd. And she got into playing the fiddle at age five. And she has always loved all kinds of music, but really fell in love with bluegrass. And it solidified it, picking up the fiddle at age five. So 
she's been a lifelong musician, lifelong lover, you know, as yeah. people we've talked about in the past. She just jumped right into it and never let it go. Mm-hmm. She was winning contests around town and stuff um, by the age of 10. And then at age 14, Rounder Records signed her and she released her debut album two years later. So her first of many, you know, but her technically her debut album, her first one was at 16. Wow, good for her. By the time she was only 21, she became a member of the Grand Ole Opry. Hey, that's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's it. There you go. The end. Like, there's your, you know, that's how good she is. You know, being a woman, a woman in country music who's worked hard, you know, no, at at 21, she's been a a member for a long time and she's done music with her band Union Station, at least seven albums with them. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize she was Union Station. That's cool. Yeah. 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 She's um, always been blonde. I want to say she's blue eyes. Like a lot of different people will change their looks. But I want to say, I mean, she's obviously changed styles here and there. But it's it, she's never like, if you see, you see her and she looks the same more than not. So at one point in my life, I kind of confused her and Jennifer Nettles. But we've seen Jennifer Nettles live. And. They're very different. <laughs> um, but yeah, so since 1985, she's done 14 albums, five solo, seven with the band Union Station. She did one or two collaboration albums with Robert Plant. Uh, oh. The albums are called Raising Sand. He's uh, Led Zeppelin. Yes. That's yes, what's the up. infamous Robert Plant. Oh, yeah. It was a very big deal. The two of them coming together and how that worked, the way people feel about it, it like fucked everybody up for wow. a while. Yeah. <laughs> They loved it. Um, it won five Grammys, including album and record of the year. Wow, dude. They oh. like swept that shit. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. It felt like bluegrass met country, met rock and roll, met. And it was this true yet in its own way, Americana sounding, folky, beautiful, you know. And then the, the epicness of the sound they're going for, which fans across, it's like, it's its own piece and accompanies so many genres. So you've got all the fans of these genres and then they are both so talented. So, you you know, it's just the layers, the layers of how fucking good it is, basically. Really, really good. Um, <laughs> she's so good, so good at her job. She's won 27 Grammys altogether. And she's the Ooh. third highest winner of Grammys. Like she is the third most under Quincy Jones. And wow. somebody else, I forget. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who would have known, you know? I know, right? Yeah, I forget. Um, I, I know over the years, like, when she won the Grammys that I wish I wrote down what year it was, we could call Danny right now. Danny would know, our Grammy expert. On <laughs> uh, Danny the year. Grammy man. Yeah. All I'd have to say is, what year Alison Krauss Robert Plant? And he'd go, bam, 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 bam. Wow. He'd know. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But I remember her winning... And then met Danny being like, it truly is uh, an amazing album. Every piece of it, what it means to people and like why everybody loves it, the whole thing. And then it further shedding a spotlight on her and being like, yeah, this is what she's been quietly doing. Not so quietly all these years, but like the, those certain genres. And I think the Grammys are weird not to get into that, how they categorize everything. And then who fits into their categories. Yeah. But it's benefited in Station and Alison Krauss all these. He is very talented. It's not like it's not well-deserved. 
And uh, I think a fun fact, a neat thing about her, she's done a lot of work with Willie Nelson. They've recorded and gone on tour together. And she's worked with some names you're not surprised by, Dolly Parton, Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift. But a few other people she's collabed with, like Bad Company and the band Fish. Okay, all right. Yeah, I I saw that in her... um, all of my information is from alisonkraus.com. I got it on her biography portion of her website. That's what's um, up. She also, last year, the year before, just before COVID, was doing some dates with David Gray. So that's really neat. Do too. I know David who that Gray, is? Yes. Um, he has a song, Babylon. Babylon. Oh, okay. Do, 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 He's do, like do. a Damien Rice kind of guy. Yep. Where you're yeah, like, Matt Nathanson. Oh, uh, yes. One of those. Yeah. Like, hey, do you have two first names, kind of? And uh, everyone prefers your music on vinyl. Yeah. And they went to see you at Pearl Street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's right into that. So, yeah, they had recently done some stuff together. And I had heard her music, had known of her, but she really did it for me and a lot of people. And I believe they won a Grammy that year. I, maybe I just didn't write it down. She did Whiskey Lullaby with Brad Paisley. That's the banger. Dude, that's the banger. While the angels sang a whiskey lullaby. It's Sounds good super f- haunting. It's like a story of two lovers and they were both drunks, but it's sad Ooh. and beautiful. He like went to war and they missed each other. It's good. Yep. Whiskey right. Lullaby. Check it out. It's, it's worth hearing. You've probably heard it because I want to say around when it came out, your sister was getting into or still into country and your mom was probably like, I like this one. And, you know, country was kind of on the outskirts of your forte for yeah. years, but, you know, somewhat in, like uh, revolved on the outer edge. So and I know more country than I think I do. Yes, that's yeah. what I mean, too. And when Hughes was bigger, when MTV itself was doing less videos, but you had the alternate stations mm-hmm. and CMT was getting bigger because they were having a top 20 uh, video countdown and they were just trying to keep up more with the mainstreams. And I remember the video and I just, I just think of that time period and you know, the start of country summer concerts being cool again and country music getting more mainstream pop influences. Cause Brad and, and Allison, this song was 2005. I wrote it down, but I didn't. And uh, she also was the singing voice for the character Davy, played by Adam Sandler, um, she played the singing voice of Davy's girlfriend in Adam Sandler's movie *The Eight Crazy Nights*. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I checked her Wikipedia after I was looking at her website, and I saw that in there, and I was like, "Hey, that's neat." Yeah. So I thought that was a fun little fact. And uh, oh, she also did a song "I'll Fly Away" in the album for the movie *Oh Brother, Where Art Thou*, and that got some Grammy love, like. That one album of the year, something that year, um, and she was a part of that. Uh, she's got no tour dates or much going on. On a personal level, I just found her interesting, and I think she's doing plenty for you know music, women in music. And I looked at her Instagram, I looked on her Twitter, and it's got a very professional feel. Like it may not really be her posting photos. You know how you can tell. It's somebody's own account and like they have the Instagram app and it's pictures of their dog and yeah. their view and coffee. That's not hers. Hers is, is like run by a publicist like, type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Which I, I think is, is neat because it's not as common. I think she has a personal life and a performing life. And I respect that. 
you know, you gotta. So So it's just neat. Like I, I don't have a big personal opinion. I have no, oh, she's changed my life. She's so renowned. I just find her very talented and, and cool and good at her job. And yeah, that's yeah. Allison Krauss from Champaign, Illinois. Awesome. Thank you. I, you know, to be honest, I see your name on, I, you know, have been seeing her name on all the lists, Illinois musicians, and you just go like, yeah, I know the name's familiar, but I can't place, you know, who that really is. So it's good to know more and, yeah. Is she is she technically country or is it more of a... F- Bluegrass Okay, is her go-to genre. So I think she sits right in with country. Oh, yeah. Right Bluegrass. in the middle of folk and country. That's like... Yeah. That's folk and yeah. country right there. Like, yeah. I, I bet... Yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't want to dive too deep and then make this too long. So I didn't look at each Grammy. But I bet I wonder if that's it too. I bet with because she's got the solo albums mm-hmm. and then albums with the band and other collabs. So she's probably got Grammys from country to folk and yeah. stuff. You know, I wonder or I bet too. Yeah. You know? So yeah, which is cool. That's what's she's up. doing it. Yeah. Congrats, Alison Krauss, on all your Grammys. Way to go, girl. Skirt. <laughs> what you got all right so this week i'm actually not gonna do a one specific artist i'm gonna talk about a style of music that originated in the south side of chicago in like the early 2010s which awesome. like i'd never really heard of like i didn't know there was a name for it and understanding more about it has really helped me to understand music coming from chicago in general like rap hip-hop specifically from chicago so we're gonna jump in i'll i mean i'm i'll talk about some two specific artists but yeah so have you heard of drill music drill music no bro me neither i'm like (laughs) is it like trill but dirty like i i did not know what to think and it's a style of trap music from the south side it's basically like dark violent uh kind of like doesn't give a fuck about anything kind of music and it has these like cool like trappy style beats that are kind of like like think like Chirac style. Okay. So you know a lot of people will call it its derivative with mumble rap. Mumble rap and drill music are not really the same. Like drill music is truly Chicago rappers like doing their thing and they you know they have like a drill team and everybody from the same hoods like kind of getting together and like you know, everybody maybe has their own mixtape or features on each other's mixtapes, you know, very much in the style of like Del the Funky Homo Sapien on the West Coast, the 80s and 90s. Okay. But this is Chicago in the 2010s. Okay. Um, the biggest name you'll know from it is Chief Keef. He's obviously and he's like, if you think Chief Keef, think drill music, the same type of thing. OK, OK. Um, So it got kind of mainstream by like 2012, but. It was super kind of underground and then it kind of got commercialized. So you get other names you might recognize, Young Chop, Lil Durk, Fredo Santana, SD, and Lil Reese. Um, Of those, I've only heard two of them, Lil Reese and Lil Durk. And that's straight up just because of my students. Like these are the kind of rappers that like my students will request. If it's like a thing where we're listening to music, like they'll request these type of rappers because they think that's the, does that make sense? It's like yeah. the underground, underground type rapper. Yeah. Almost like how Lil B the bass god was in like, I don't know, maybe a couple years earlier. It was like, oh, Lil B or yeah. whatever. Yeah, okay. So they have a lot of local fans, obviously. And their big thing is the internet. Like I was going on, I'm actually watching some of the videos and I'm like, these are all like, 
I don't want to say like homemade, but it's kind of like that. It's like people with their phones and a couple like maybe little like video editing, whatever, you know, like putting together videos of their friends in the hood. Mm-hmm. Just random people that they could get to like mouth the lyrics, you know. So the, the reason for everybody in specific teams blowing up is because of the media attention. And then certain rappers start getting signed to major labels. And it's like, oh, we might actually be able to turn a profit. Wow. Yeah. So okay. a lot of the things, they do get criticism and they can get catch criticism from me for as well. It's like they talk and kind of glorify crime and gun violence. And it's a lot of that. And you know, we talked about that before. We're like the origins of hip hop is to actually keep people away from gang violence, gangs and violence and that life. Like the idea of hip hop was like, give everybody something to do that isn't just that, you know, drugs may be like, you know, definitely a part of it, but to move away from gangs specifically. Yeah. You know? So talk to take, about it, but, but not glorify it. Yeah. 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 Right. So that's kind of their thing is like they got they get a lot of media attention, you know, and then the videos, there's always somebody flashing a gun in the video. You know, it's like so one of the money. right money, always money. Right. But a lot of them, too, it's just like regular people off the street wearing regular clothes, just like throwing up some kind of a, like that's how homemade some of these like videos are. And they have okay. millions of views. So it's crazy, <laughs> um, you know, and like. Okay, so the one rapper I kind of dug into was Sasha Gohard, um, and she okay. <laughs> she goes hard. I mean, she, girl Sasha can rap. Gohard. Sasha Gohard can rap, and she's from you know she's from the first wave of drill, and she kind of came up really fast and with intensity, but then isn't a household name because she just didn't. There's there's another girl, um, Tink. Tink blew up and has some songs that you would probably recognize. Someone song Millions. Tink was another one from the original team, but what happened with Tink is she came out with Millions, that song blew up, and now Tink is like really well known and still with Sasha Gohard, she didn't have like a hit like that, like a bop like that. So she yeah. just was like an ill fucking rapper. Um and di- got at first though. Right, like at first got a bunch of attention and then it was kinda like, you know, whatever. Okay. Um and basically she was part of like the couple dozen rappers who helped make Drill's first wave like a phenomenon, if you will. And, you know, now a lot of artists are like evolving and they've grown out of Drill. And it used to be like very icy, very violent. But Sasha Gohar's whole thing was she actually wanted to make different types of music. Like she didn't want to just stick in that Drill violent thing. And she's, I watched a video, an interview of her. It was like a really ghetto interview. It was called Say, it's from this channel called Say Cheese. I say ghetto because it was literally filmed on like, like a legit phone and there was so much noise in the background. I was like, but there was yeah. a, like a legit YouTube channel with mad interviews with all these people. So they couldn't get like a, like a woofer wow. or something. You know what I mean? Like, right. You know, just like in the car, like, yeah. can we go to this room during this party? Like, can we just... It deadass looked like they were at a table in a McDonald's, and I think they might have been. Like, that's how it looked. Like, the table and, like, the window that she was... I was like, they're definitely in a McDonald's right now. (laughs) In in the zone, man. Yes. So in that interview that I watched, she said, you know, I really wanted to make, like, pop-type music, and I felt like being affiliated specifically with the drill teams in the area, I wasn't gonna be able to to do that. So she said she kind of distanced herself. And her other big thing was everybody flashing guns in the video. She does have her couple of her first big ones. It's like, that was a thing. And she said she just, she, you know, she had a daughter and she wanted to move away from that. Um, and since she really hasn't, like a lot, like she has two albums in 2018 
called No Problems and Make America Ratchet Again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Which I definitely want to hype because she just doesn't get the hype that I think she deserves. Um, Most female rappers don't. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, we why? know that. Yeah. Like, why? Oppression. Oppression, yeah. You know, women of color, you know, just being oppressed because and God this forbid girl, we she think ha- they're no anything way. but difficult. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Damn. So she internalizes, like, kind of, I don't know. She, she yeah. Let me start it over. Because I'm trying to think of what I want to say. I guess, here's what I want to say is, like, one, I don't know everything about this genre of music, and I want to know more. And so if someone knows a bunch about Drill, notices things I'm missing, I want to know more. It's just, it's really interesting. The whole thing. of Yeah. And I can find a way to, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. you're good. Um, incorporate that in when I do posts about it and really see how we can get conversations going between how I word the posts and then the hashtags. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. we may be able to really get that conversation started via Twitter or something. Yeah. Online, not just because of the podcast, but that way. Yeah. So looking at Sasha Gohard specifically, like that 2018 album, Make America Ratchet Again, is that was her kind of like saying, look at all the different genres I can do. And so some of the criticism is it's like hard. Like if you listen to it all the way through, it feels kind of disjointed because there's like bounce. There's like like a artsy R&B. There's like a dance and then there's like a this type of track and like a this type of track. So it kind of, you know, but it's her being true to herself and showing her versatility. I definitely want to listen to the album all the way through. Yeah. I wrote it down. I'm definitely going to. That's awesome. Whereas, you know, I, I feel like other artists, really though, like male white artists will blend a couple genres and get raved for it. Be like, this album is so diverse and feels like you're jumping across the world and whatever, whatever. And then other people do it and, oh, it's jumbled it's sporadic or yeah. it doesn't have a tone. I don't know. You know, she's also, I know she hasn't been at it for so long. She's not somebody who's like, you know, deep in the game, but talent is talent. So I bet it's good. No? Yeah. And I don't know how much of drill type music she carries on, but some of the things mm-hmm. that drill did that the reason it was, it was cause like your music has to have an audience. And so there, like, there needs to be a reason for like, a gap in the market that like it come to be. And I think what hip hop was at the time was just a lot of rappers talking about their how they're f- rich and famous now, and oh, I'm, I'm gonna glorify that. And drill was like, no, fuck that. I'm I'm from the streets, and I want to be like gritty and realistic, and maybe some violent kind of deadpan, maybe with some auto tune, you know, like on some beats that I made in. In my phone or whatever, you know. Authentic. Yeah. Um, Like a drill beat is pretty slow. It's like 60 to 70 beats per minute. So it is like basically a trap song. Um, You know, most hip hop that you hear on the radio is going to be 120 or 130. So Chief Keef was signed at 16. That's like, you know, once he got signed, that's when it was like, oh, drill is like a thing now. Right. And it's taken some time for people to understand it and then bring it to where it's at. That's cool. Yeah. I do. I I want to learn more about it because it seems to just have its authenticity. You know, the way you described it, it makes sense. Yeah, cool. I want to yeah. just one more yeah. note is that um, so they use the 808, which is you know from Kanye 808 and the Heartbreaks. It's like the same. You know, t- they call it like trigger finger trap or like Southern fried hip hop type sound that it gets. And the word drill actually, according to Wikipedia, I don't know how accurate. 
But apparently drill means to fight or retaliate. So you can basically say like, you know, people will say like, you know, you can say I'm going to drill, like I'm going to get dolled up and go out in the streets and like fight or whatever. Um, it can mean also like shoot somebody. Like we know there's a lot of gun violence in Chicago. So that's where the word comes from. Oh. And then. Because my first. Okay. Oh, no, go ahead. My first thoughts um, take me to the South and places like Atlanta or somewhere where uh, college bands are big. Because I think of drumming and drill and a drill line and a and that's yeah that's what i thought too drill team like i thought of there's dancers in this yeah exactly or majorettes the majorettes Mm -hmm. but no it's different okay um i guess uh, there's also a girl named katie got bands she's like check her out she's crazy like i can't even watch her i'm like she reminds me of rico nasty where you're like yo you're off the fucking chain like you're so nuts yeah (laughs) Yeah. Katie got bands. Katie got bands. Yeah, she is something like she. I'm not. I'm, I'm sure. not gonna lie. Like as an ugly female, I can say this. She got to be the ugliest female I ever seen. Like <laughs> <laughs> she has so much fucking. Like I would never fuck with her. She looks like somebody that will fucking kill you. Like you mm. know what I'm saying? Like oh my god. Oh man. Um. And then lastly, the, this is this is actually the last thing. There's been a bunch of other countries that have taken Southside Chicago drill. American drill music, and they made it their own. So now we have UK drill. So it's like British drill, and that's how oh, we okay. got the masterpiece. Man's not hot. Man's not hot. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've heard that. You know. Yeah. yeah. Man's not hot. Man's not hot. Quick maths. Man's not hot. So. Oh, she. Yeah, I see her. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. know if she got work done, but the video I watched, I was like, damn. And the way her makeup was done, I was like. Why is your makeup like you're not accenting the right parts of your face? Like, <laughs> no, right. The return of Katie Got Bands, ChicagoReader.com. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, whatever you're doing, it's her eyes. It's her eye makeup. Her eye makeup is what does it. Like, she would be normal looking, but then you got to put on this like crazy eye makeup. Yeah, doing too much, looking crazy. But she also looks really badass. So that's cool. One of her first. Google Images is like a mugshot really? and not a nice picture of her. Or so it looks like it could be. Oh shit! Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's not appealing. They don't have to arrested be doing that to for. Her. Oh yeah, it says arrested for identity for identity theft. Whose identity did she steal? What? How come? Oh my god! Katie got bins. Katie got caught. Like <laughs> hashtag sister bitch. Hashtag Katie got caught. <laughs> Katie got banned. Oh. And then when she got out, she tweeted, Bitch, I'm free on August 9th, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm free. Bitch, I'm free. Oh, man. That's love it. funny. No, that's cool. I'll check it out. I mean, that's cool. I like that you did that. I like that you brought to light a whole genre because I think plenty of people are going to listen and not know. Right. Not I know never knew. About it, so. I never knew. And there's a lot of good artists in Chicago. So, and I will say this, Lupe Fiasco has been one of my favorite rappers my whole life so to not do him was a choice i made because i wanted to highlight some of your cats but that's cool that's cool yeah, yeah. lupe kick flush. that's it oh, your shoulder i swear you never look when i'm Ooh. back there but the blackness yeah when life was attracted yeah food and drink maybe besides uh kendrick lamar good kid Massey, any of his albums lupe fiasco's albums rank up there for you yeah, yeah. way up there nice all right cool yeah that's Illinois from Blue Grassy Allison Krause. 
to Katie Got Banned. <laughs> yes. And what's the other? Sasha Go Hard. Sasha I kind of like hard. that. That's her neat. Vibe I is, like. Her vibe is so good. Like, I would chill with her. With Sasha Go Hard. Sasha Go Hard. Yeah. I think that's clever. Yeah. And I can see, like, the correlation. So that's neat. So, um... I think mine would be like Mo got jokes. Hey. That's my drill name. Mo got, and Mo I'd be Mo, Mo funny. Yeah, Mo, Mo funny. jokes. And like I would just say stupid shit. You know, that's why you're laughing. Because I got jokes. Mo Ooh. money, Mo money. Because I've been Mo funny. Because I've been Mo funny. <laughs> I would be Bucks got bars, yo. Bucks got bars. Yes! <laughs> yeah, no. Bus got bored. Right, what's, really? the, what's the alternative? And you got aches? Like, I'm not. <laughs> no. Like, my right. neck, my back, I need some ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get old. Bitch, I, I ain't know. joking. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, Bucks got bars, bro. All right, so that was, that was this is the <laughs> great state of Illinois. I don't know, I'm just still laughing about it. We learned about these artists and a new genre of music and gave ourselves new rap names. So I feel like uh, we've been about it. We yeah. did it. We, we've so. been about it. Don't you doubt it. I'm Bucks hey. Got Bands. I'm Mo Got Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to Stars of the Sea. <laughs>